This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas, powered by U-Mobile. Good morning, you're listening to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mukhtar. After the political turmoil of the past four years, there's a clamor for new faces and younger leaders to take center stage and re-energize the Malaysian political landscape. Can the youth wings of established political parties rise to the occasion? Or will entrenched conventions limit the impact that they have on the direction of the party? I'll be posing these questions and more to Adam Adli, Chief of Angkatan Muda Keadilan, the youth wing of Parti Keadilan Rakyat. Adam, welcome to The Breakfast Grill. Assalamualaikum. Good morning, Shazana. Thank you for having me. I want to go back in time a little bit. Yep. In an interview with Malaysia Kini back okay. in November 2017. November you, 2017. Oh, okay. You had this to say about Pakatan Harapan. Okay. And I quote, Harapan no longer captures the imagination of people. They no longer talk about things that paint a picture of the future, but only react to the here and now to show that they are better than BN. Mm. Now, these are famous last words because PH, of course, created history by defeating the incumbent government for the first time in GE14. But that said, many might find that the description of PH is still quite fitting today. PH no longer commands the imagination of the people Mm. and they're still reactionary rather than visionary. So is there truth to this? And is this why you joined PKR, to change things from within? Well, honestly, I mean, I made such comments um, prior to the 2018 elections. Take it as a self-reflection, as self-criticism. It's very important for all of us in the political, um, uh, I mean, uh, in the political movement to be able to to look uh, into our weaknesses, uh, to look into things that we can improve from time to time. Uh, and at that time, uh, we remember the f- political fatigueness, yeah, uh, and people thought that are we actually serious about winning the election during that time. And then along came all the, um, I think, unthinkable political movement, including uh, um, the formation of Bersatu, um, inclusion of Mahathir to lead the coalition and everything. So it's not something that, um, it's not something that people will see in positive light during that time. I mean, if we are to go back to 2015 then, um, we also remember uh, when PAS actually left Pakatan Rakyat as well. So can you imagine how people feel that time? It's almost like we lost something. Mm. We lost a lot of things. Uh, Anwar Ibrahim was in prison and all. So things are different today, of course. How are they different? Well, it's not too philosophical actually. First, we actually today have um, a coalition that no longer consists of um, an entity that is actually antithesis to what Pakatan should represent, the progressive politics. In principle, um, all three, and including APCO 4 um, components in Pakatan Harapan today, um, no longer talk about preserving the old way um, to run the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are now talking about what kind of things that uh, are new that we can practice today. And uh, with with the um, return of few key political leaders uh, that we know are able to push Pakatan uh, 
more forward. I think um, it's it's very different from what we used to go through in 2017. Okay, I presume you're referring to the return of Rafizi Ramli to the... A lot uh, more people, actually. A lot more people. We'll get more into that. Mm. I want to still focus on your decision to join PKR, which uh, I, th- I think many would have been quite surprised by. You joined mm. last year in September 2021. 20, uh, I mean, you Under became well-known as <laughs> a student activist, right? You mm. were the person who lowered the flag of Datuk Sri Najib Raza uh, okay, in front yeah, of PWTC. You have said that being naughty is uh, an effective way of getting attention for issues that, that matter uh, yes, to you. Correct. So wouldn't joining a political party then constrain what you can and can't do? Um, in a way, you can't do those naughty things that you did I as an activist before. you close one door, you open up another door, right? I mean, okay. Uh, at first, I thought that, well, what's different from political party uh, to what I've been involved with? Previously, but uh, yeah, apparently you need to have. Um, I mean, it's of course it's a different world. Uh, you need to have. You need to adhere to the uh, what we call as the organizational discipline. But it's still, I think, it never constrained me from you know, st- from sticking to the principle, from you know, fighting uh, for what we used to fight for. Uh, we can still uh, talk about. Uh, things that we used to talk about in more effective way, in a better light, I mean, in a better way to look at it, uh, in a more so-called responsible um, approach. You know? um, we can, we used to be, you know, we used to be the pressure group. We used to be there to demand uh, for this and that. But this day you are part of a political party. Your role is no longer to demand, but your role is to think about it come up with solutions and make sure that people understand. It's a different vehicle it's to push forward vehicle. the change that you want to, yes. to push for. And let's talk about um, your election to the top of uh, PKR Youth. You, hmm. uh, despite being a newcomer to the party, mm-hmm. less than a year, you uh, ran for the post of Youth Chief and you won. Mm-hmm. Um, your party campaign platform, Saangkatan, which you formed with uh, Deputy Youth Chief Kamil Munim, sought to bring in fresh energy and perspectives. Was this mm-hmm. something that was lacking in um, the youth wing before? I mean, there must have been a gap that you saw mm-hmm. that strongly needed to be filled and, and you felt you could fill it. The word was angkatan, meaning we are all in one team, supposedly. Because I saw that, uh, and I don't think this is even a secret. People knows um, uh, if there's one problem with um, uh, keadilan, that would be the um, you know, the intrigue. Um, this factionalism. Factionalism. That ran into the youth yes. wing as well. But then um, we do remember that in 2020, um, the whole thing changed. Uh, with Azmin Ali and everyone left the party. Um, so the factionalism is not how it used to be. It is now about competitions from within uh, the same group that used to you know, go against uh, Azmin Ali. It's about who can now drive the force of the party hmm. forward in a better way. I mean, people criticize um, some of the leaders, young leaders, youth leaders, uh, and all uh, previously. But to be fair, they had to face um, one, uh, the biggest treachery in the party mm-hmm. uh, that almost collapsed the party, and they had a lot on their plate, a lot of energy and focus 
were put into you know recovery of the party. Mm-hmm. So when I entered the party's election, uh, I I just want to emphasize the one thing that we really need right now, which is the unity in the party. Okay. Or else we will not be able to to come out as a stronger party. So you felt that you could bring that unity. I'm Being an outsider, be, yeah, maybe somebody new to the situation somebody who doesn't who have not, allegiances exactly, already. Somebody who is who, who was not involved in that. I mean, not in not directly involved with the factionalism. I mean, I I don't represent that. You know, I don't represent that sentiment. Okay, mm. so you're no doubt committed to and passionate about what PKR stands for. Yeah. But does passion trump experience? Because you are politically mm. inexperienced. You're yes. heading into GE15 with Pakatan Harapan yeah. somewhat on the back yes. foot. Wouldn't your lack of experience in the political arena be a liability rather than an asset for the youth wing? Um, this is interesting. Um, it's not a liability that you have to get rid of. It's more like a weakness or maybe... Um, things that you can improve on. So you acknowledge that this is your weakness? Yes, of course. I mean, as a progressive, I think um, this has been mentioned. Uh, self-criticism, self-reflection is very important. You have to always be able to assess yourself. You have to be able to see what need to be done, what need to be improved and all. And the party, I don't think the party is shy about this as well. I know the inexperience in politics is one thing that I need to catch on. So... They help me. I'm not... Uh, nobody is perfect, of course. I am not an all-rounder, a whole... whole you know, I, I, I don't know everything. Um, so, uh, for example, Kamil is uh, a deputy. Um, well, he is someone who's been in the party since 2012. So, I may be new, but at least my deputy is someone who's who been in the party since his student days. Uh, and that's how we that's what, how we help each other. I'm speaking to Adam Adli, PKR Youth Chief. After the break, I'll ask him what's the beef with Muda. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You are listening to the BFM Breakfast Grill. Brought to you by you Mobile. Thanks for staying tuned to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mokhtar and with me today is Adam Adli, Head of Angkatan Muda Keadilan, the Youth Wing of Parti Keadilan Rakyat. Now, on Wednesday, Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim announced that Pakatan Harapan is in an electoral pact with Muda and PSM, mm. although details are still being ironed out. Correct. PKR Youth has been very clear in its Correct. dissatisfaction about bringing Muda into the PH fold. Mm. Are you disappointed by this outcome? Hmm. Disappointed will not be how I would describe, how I would feel. Uh, not necessarily others, but... Um, this has been discussed before extensively among not just Kaadilan's youth, but even in PH youth. Most of the leadership in Muda are, I have to be honest, they are my friends. I mean, for example, we my housemate, um, the, the SU, uh, Dr. Ken um, Tarmizi. We are all from the same group, Liga Rakyat Democratic. We formed an NGO together uh, in 2018, 2017. Um, so we all shared a lot of things uh, in terms of, I mean, experiences, um, shared efforts and all. Uh, needless to say, I believe uh, that there are a lot of good people that we still need to be able to consider at least. Okay. We have to be rational about it. Disappointment among the grassroots are real. 
we have experiences with Bersatu. We had experiences in PRN Melaka and PRN Johor. There have been uh, time when um, we cannot contain um, the situation anymore. It was discussed publicly on how there's not much differences in the um, mission statement, but how about the approach, attitude, uh, as well as um, trust, for example. Nobody is convinced of what's going on uh, with Muda, for example, who's behind Muda. People will question. Uh, so you, it's only natural for some people or for a lot of people actually to, to not be convinced enough uh, if Muda can be a good ally. Said Sadiq, for example, uh, is known <laughs> to be a harsh uh, critic of Anwar mm. uh, in the past. Uh, can he um, accept the leadership of Anwar Ibrahim when uh, he uh, was known to be uh, one of the people last time mm. uh, in recent years, uh, especially prior to the Sheraton move, to be one of the many people who may not be involved, but if you, you are being seen as, you know, you were there during the dinner of Sheraton move, you attend, even though you left, yes, but you, you were there, you were seen, you, be, you were seen there. Okay. So people have trust issues. You cannot help with this. And there's a lot more to that. How about the facts that um, Kaadilan and Muda share the same demography? Be real about this. Uh, so is it a question of competition then? As in um, PKR youth feel that uh, not Muda is... It's just PKR youth. I mean, PKR youth is not a single unit, uh, a single entity separated from the party. It's the whole party sentiment actually. But of course, the youth will be the more vocal voices in mm. terms of this. And apparently, it's not just us. Uh, there are also criticism um, voiced out by Pemuda Amanah, for example, the Amanah youth. They even brought it into their national convention. Basically, uh, the sentiment is that we have to prioritize our own youth, not, not, not to make it look as if we, are, we do not have potential young leaders among ourselves. How much of these objections have to do less with Buddha themselves mm. and more with um, insecurity within the party? Maybe the feeling within your young members of the party is that yeah. the party itself is not taking care of young members. I mean, different. I think different people will look at it different way. Um, I, like I said earlier, um, as for us, it's not about competition, but it's more on trust, whether or not Muda can be tr fully trusted because we don't know much about them, right? But your coalition leader has said that, yes, mm. we will trust Muda, we will enter into an electoral pact with them. What do you think would be a fair arrangement um, that can be made without harming the interests mm. or uh, feelings, perceptions of existing parties? Okay, what was the demand? I listened to the grassroots, especially among the PKR youth. I cannot neglect the grassroots uh, voices. I, I cannot claim myself to be representing or even leading um, the youth wing if I do not represent their voice, right? Uh, I may have my own judgment on certain things, but in, in principle, I can understand how they see things and I can see their rationale. Mm. So we brought this into the Majlis President and we discussed this extensively to try to make 
people understand that look, uh, you don't have to look elsewhere. Look into our own uh, party, and that's what the sentiment among PKR leadership, at least. We we like I said, it's not just um, the it's not just the opinion of PKR youth, but the whole of the party. Uh, okay, so even what, including the president, the president always maintained that we cannot make it look as if we have no capability to, uh, you know, basically develop our own okay. youth. So, so what do we do? Uh, but at the same time, we call ourselves progressive. We have to be tolerant as well. There must be some room where we can uh, we can still maintain the principles of being um, a multiracial, um, a progressive. Tolerance, uh, you cannot be arrogant. Okay. That's the key word. So am I right to understand that what would make PKR youth more secure with Mm. MUDA under the same umbrella as Pakatan Harapan is really just making sure that uh, youth leaders in uh, PKR are elevated, are given um, chances to run in this GE15. Is that what you want? We do not even have to demand for this. It's always always been the culture of this party. Okay. To fill young candidates, uh, be it from PKR youth, or from Wanita, from Sri Kandi, or even those who had so just it's not about seats. passed the age. It's not about the number of it's seats. It's not about the numbers. Okay, so what is it that... It's about the idealism of it. I mean, PKR is not identity-based party. It's supposed to be a reform party based on principles, uh, idealisms, and agendas. How do you achieve this when you have sort of an experience in a coalition that in 2018 when you had so-called Bersatu, for example, which does not um, represent the values of multiracialism, equality and all. So you have these trust issues with Bersatu and it was proven in 2020 that something happened. They left the coalition to an extent that they even brought out leadership from PKR to betray their own party. That is the kind of um, experience that okay. PKR had to face when it comes to working with some people from certain background. All right. So right? that's the trauma that yeah, that's PKR trauma. is going through and that's what... Yeah, so we have to be very careful with who we want to work with. We are not shy about criticizing because we want to make sure that everybody uh, is being accounted for, not just us, uh, but also those who like to be part of this, we have to be careful. We don't want what happened in 2018 and 2020 to repeat. Okay. So if I may just add. Uh, for example, um, the same proposal was also made by PSM. And uh, there were no problems with PSM. Because we used to have same electoral pact with PSF in mm. the past we've had the experience we know what's the problem we know what's the issue we know how to work with them so okay. so it's different and APCO for example APCO took a year before they can actually be a full member of Pakatan Harapan now it's already 11 o'clock it's almost election how can we be not careful about um, about who's going to work with us We want the best for the coalition We have to understand and respect the um, grassroots um, Sentiment Sentiment It's not about not brushing just sentiment They actually brought this into the Congress and everything So it's, okay. it's not mere sentiment It's not something that is manufactured It's something real that we have to be uh, Because the grassroots are the ones who will go down and work during the election 
So in that sense, it is up to the leadership then and to communicate the message that uh, Muda is not yes. an enemy and that they're one not, of us. Yeah, it, yeah, uh, they can be one of us, but we have we still have to be very careful and let's do this properly. It does sound like PKR leaders will be walking on eggshells then uh, <laughs> in order to assuage all sides. But I want to talk about um, I want to talk about candidates Don't because about Deputy it. President Rafizi Ramli announced last week that mm. PKR was casting a wide net in search mm. um, for election candidates. You've even invited Malaysian public to nominate <laughs> themselves yes. that they wish to run under PKR um, and that uh, the el- candidates will be announced by October 19th. I mean, is this the right strategy to gain talent? This isn't okay. really looking inward, right? It's kind of inviting strategy, outward. I mean, strategy wise, um, it's up for debate. A lot of people will have different opinions on it. But narrative-wise, we've all this while we've been telling people that we are part of you, we are just like you, we are one of you. Uh, we are not the political elites of the country, but the accessibility uh, to be part of leadership, to be part of um, democratic process, we never offered to them. Why must it only be the party's leadership that have access to uh, at least candidacy and all? Okay, so this is really trying to open that door yes, for democratic door. processes. Democratic process. Let's try to see if... I mean, people have been... We, we've discussed this before. Uh, we thought that um, there's a fatigueness in 2017 that needed to be addressed that time. So today, we probably going to face the same not may not be fatigueness anymore but people are just basically irritated and people are angry at politicians mm. people people have trust issues because they are not part of the process we say that democracy is uh, to elevate people's voices we say that democracy is part of you know is, is for everybody so let's make it for everybody. Of course, we will still have to screen everyone. It's a learning curve for everybody. Are you putting yourself forward as an election candidate? Did you fill in that form and put in your name to nominate I, yourself as... Uh, I have been reminded to, to fill in the form. So I will... I, I, yeah, I have been reminded to fill in the form. So you do want to run for elections GE15? No, that... Um, you want to, I, but I you understand that it's up to the leadership to decide. Yes, but you uh, are. It's up to the, but it's but up you to want the party to, to lead. But you want to. Do I want to? I'm. At this point of time, yes, I want to. I just want, I'm so angry at I'm no worries. I just want to repeat one of them. <laughs> I'm speaking to Adam Adli, PKR Youth Chief, on the breakfast grill. After the 8:30 a.m. news bulletin, we'll find out what preparations PKR Youth is making in the run-up to GE15. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You are listening to the BFM Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U Mobile. BFM 89.9. I'm Shazana Mokhtar, and you're listening to an extended edition of the Breakfast Grill. On the show today is Adam Adli, PKR Youth Chief. PKR lost mm. quite badly in the state elections, with yep. low voter turnout signaling yep. a loss of trust or at best apathy mm. in PKR across the board. And this is despite PKR having a more established grassroots machinery than newer parties like MUDA, yeah. as we were discussing, who performed much better than PKR in mm. Johor. What are you going to be doing differently for GE15 when it comes to galvanizing the grassroots? I think it's already been done. Um, we went through the party's election. I think that was the biggest step in getting back the support uh, inciting uh, the 
the members of the party to take part again uh, because yeah I, I remember in PRN Melaka even when we call members of the party they refuse to come out because they think that it's uh, they are just then they have lost okay the passion so the because PKR elections were that defining line this moment of before and after yes. this is what rejuvenated members yes. and the new leadership is what put people's yes. trust back yes. in it in in the state election of Malacca and Johor because i was there as well um we lack of narrative we have Anwar Ibrahim a very hard working uh president he he stayed i remember he stayed in johor for weeks never returned home um didn't pay off though it didn't, it didn't. but he worked hard but we cannot rely just on anwar ibrahim he needs a lot more people to help him hence the party election was called those you remember that we did not have a deputy president those deputy president by design would normally be the uh, election um, director director and okay so what there happened? was no, we we uh, we entered the election without enough ammo we do not have the structure we ha- do not have the effective structure we mm. do not have uh, people who can command we do not have um, we did not have enough resources in terms of um, in terms of um, ideas um, creative materials and all because people were were angry people were still angry people were tired people we were still being you know okay we we know what happened in 2020 okay so it's not when we say traumatic uh, it's a tr- not just in terms of feeling but also in terms of whole aspect of you, the party and this is talking about a, a party right just yeah. pkr to begin with and that mm. was already facing so much um challenges before the recent elections how are you going to convince the broader public that datuk sri anwar ibrahim is the right prime minister that term um, should be appointed next i mean you can't deny that this candidacy is what is a stumbling block for many people who are on the fence about mm. who to vote for mm. you yourself have said that perhaps it's time for veteran leaders to step aside for new faces mm. so why do you still support anwar ibrahim as the next prime minister he's the president of my party is one thing he's an effective leader he he's been there um I mean, to be fair, he spent 12 years in prison, and only few years back in action. For now, um, so because can of you all name me one person in this country? I'm just trying to. I don't know whether or not uh, the way I said this will actually convince people. But please tell me one name that can. be as well experienced convincing and have this uh, ability uh, to 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 go through all these um, challenges and not looking back so you're saying that experience is we important are in a troubled time right now we need someone who've gone through this troubled time those Uh, yes, we have good people 
we have those with new ideas we have people with creative mind why not combine all these force and so for the top position experience is still a yes, necessary factor still a necessary factor I want to look at um, Pakatan Harapan's manifesto or PKR's manifesto. It's still not out yet, but I do want to know how um, involved is uh, PKR youth in the drafting mm. of this manifesto? Yeah. Um, could you share maybe the process and what issues do you think are crucial issues that Pakatan Harapan needs to address in order to win over the right? Uh, we have a team. Uh, we call it Biro Dasa, uh, the policy bureau uh, in the leadership of uh, PKR youth. So they are part of the um, manifesto task force of the party. And then they will bring these ideas to the manifesto task force of Pakadaraban. That's the mechanism of it. Uh, how involved? Very involved. Because in um, PKR is being led by Wong Chen, who's known to be someone who loves to recruit young um, people because he likes new ideas, new approaches and all. So it's good. And then inputs from younger perspective we cannot write a manifesto based on what we understand today we have to write or we have to prepare a manifesto not just uh, to address a problem of yesterday or today but also for it to be at least future proof uh, or at least if it cannot be if, uh, as, as future proof as we want it to be but at least it creates some kind of openings and path for more improvement in the future. So okay. let's not take manifesto as just uh, 10 items that need to be fulfilled by the government and then we are done. We, we need not do anything. No, you have to be, I, I mean, you have to be able to expand it. Okay, so what are those issues that you think PH needs to address? Cost of living, housing, education, um, these these are the top issues, but I suppose yeah. how will P how will PH address this differently then? How would you like to see um, your party and coalition address this differently? If we take one issue that mm. you feel very strongly about, how what how what would you advocate you, for? If you really ask me what one issue that I feel always always feel strongly about, that would be public transportation because I don't like driving and I <laughs> my father worked for the railway service, so I always have this kind of um, it's close to my heart. Mm. Um, where is the manifesto of BN, for example? It is the budget. So we now know how they are going to spend um, the money and how they are going to basically run things in the next year. Uh, have we looked at it? We do not address a lot of things. We do not address the actual problem, which is the last miles. We do not address the actual problem, which is the capacity of public transportation. We do not address um, the actual problem, which is, say, volume of buses, um, pedestrians. And they are too focused on adding few more buses in, in few towns, uh, making sure that MRT2 and MRT3 can be completed. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's not. That's not enough. That's far from enough. How can we? How dare we go in that direction? Okay. As if we have no problem. We've had that problem, and why are we not addressing the problem? Why not start with a very? I think it's a very reasonable. I think it's a very reasonable request. Let's. We we have been made known of what is the problem. Why aren't we 
not solving this? Why are we not solving this? Okay, Let's so just this, start there. So that is one key issue that yeah. you think the Pakatan Harapan, Pakatan Harapan needs to address. Needs to address in this kind of direction. Okay, it need not be grand. Sometimes we just have to be very humble with what we want to do. Okay, let's solve things. Adam, final question. You're still very early in your political career. Um, But at this stage, do you see yourself as prime minister one day? Is that a role that you envision filling at some point in your path? Tell me who doesn't want to be a king in this world. (laughs) Everybody will have that kind of, you know, that kind of dream. But I barely begin. I need to learn more. I'm already more than happy to be able to contribute to the party, to the people, through activism, through political movement. I think it's very... If I say no, I'll be lying. But if I say yes, that's a diary. On that note, Adam, thank you so much for speaking with thank me you. today. Thank you, Shazana. I've been speaking to Adam Adli, PKR Youth Chief. This has been The Breakfast Grill on BFM 89.9. The Breakfast Grill is brought to you by U-Mobile, where unlimited potential begins. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.